What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a show on the Cheap Seats Network where we chat about wellness, lifestyle, navigating this crazy world, and just doing our best to be a good human. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're having a fantastic day. I hope you're drinking lots of water today and making sure that you eat. Have you eaten today? Go grab a little snack. You know what? Pause this, go to your kitchen, grab yourself a little sticky snack, and then come back. I just had myself a little snack plate, sipping on a lemon spindrift. You already know the drill. Today's episode, we're talking all about career. We're going to cover all your questions, talk about corporate life, talk about imposter syndrome, how to choose the right career for you, and much more. So with that, let's dive on in. I'll give you a little bit about my background, just so you kind of know a little bit more about me and and where I'm coming from when I talk about this stuff. Also, I was going to say spoiler alert. That's not the phrase I wanted. Disclaimer, I'm 25 years old. Like, I surely don't know everything about this topic, and I'm not going to pretend like I do. Just going to share some things I've learned along the way and try to answer some of the questions that you guys have asked. As the classic Capricorn woman that I am, I have had a job or multiple jobs for as long as I can remember and I've done a whole lot of different kind of stuff. I've done retail, I've worked at a country club, I've worked at a tanning salon, I've worked at a university, I've worked at a golf course, (laughs) lots of different things. And I'm pretty private on social media about where I work now, where I have worked for the last four years, and what I do. So I went to school for marketing, I have a degree in business administration with a concentration in marketing, um, and I don't work in marketing. Funny how that works out for a lot of us. We don't end up getting jobs in the field that we have a degree in. So I work for a pretty large company in the tech slash healthcare industry. I got an internship there my junior year of college as an instructional design intern, and I had literally never heard of that before. But without me even realizing it, the internship that I had previously to that, I was unknowingly doing some instructional design work. So I ended up having just a sliver of experience with this, and I got the job as an instructional design intern, and I have been with this company ever since. And now I get to be an intern ambassador, which is really fun as well. Every summer we get a class of interns. That was the program I was once in that turned into a full-time job. So I get to help sort of lead and mentor the new groups of interns every summer. All right, that's enough about me and what I do and how I got here. I just want to provide a little bit of background. I want to kick this off with two questions that kind of go hand in hand. The first one being, how do you know corporate life is for you? And the second one being, how to know what you want to do forever? Those were two questions that you guys submitted on Instagram. And to the first one, how do you know corporate life is for you? I will say internships at corporations are so good for this. Internships are typically a defined period of time. Like I said, ours are for the summer. So you have a set period of time where you really can dig in and explore the company, the different roles, what you're doing in your role as an intern. It is such a good way to figure out what you like and more importantly, what you don't like. Because I'm an intern ambassador, I have so much intern advice and how to make the most out of your internship, but I don't want to go too far off into an intern tangent. I will just say that interns are an amazing opportunity for figuring out what you like and figuring out if corporate life is for you in the first place. 
it's like a little test run into what your life could look like at that company. Outside of internships or co-ops, I would say to really think about what you want out of the job. And this can be hard, especially because we're kind of forced to think about this at a really young age. And I will say, don't put too much pressure on yourself for it to be a forever thing. Doesn't have to be a forever thing. Just think about right now, what do you want out of a job? Do you want stable hours, no weekends, health benefits, or do you want to be your own boss and make your own hours? Do you want to work on longer-term projects or do you want to work in a more fast-paced, different everyday type job? Do you want to follow the money or do you want to follow a passion? These are all things that definitely take a lot of thought that I think can really help you figure out the direction that you want to be going in. One other thing I will say about this is work is work. I think career gets really glamorized a lot on social media. Like everyone is out here seemingly living a perfect life with the most amazing job. There will always be pros and cons to any job, even your dream job. It's not going to be perfect all the time, so really take time to weigh out what's important to you. And like I said, it doesn't have to be forever, so to answer the second question of how do you know what you want to do forever, you don't. We can't possibly predict what we want to do forever for the rest of our lives. And I think gone are the days of having to get a 9 to 5 and then stay at that company for the rest of your life. Your wants and your needs and your interests will likely change over time, so don't put too much pressure on yourself to find a forever job. And again, broken record over here, but internships are a great way to explore different roles and companies. Also, network. Talk to people with different careers and different experiences and see what interests you. I think another great thing when trying to figure out what the heck you want to do with your life, consider your skill set. What are you good at? What environments do you thrive in? And I know this can be a hard thing to kind of pinpoint what your strengths are. So I sat on a presentation the other day at work about personal branding and they had a really good tip. And it was to ask the people that you know, that you work with, that you interact with, what they think your strengths or your weaknesses are. Because sometimes we can't see those things within ourselves as easily. Or if you've been in a role already for a little while, take a look at what you've done in the last month. What work have you done and how does that translate into the skills that you have or the skills that you're building? And I think it can be really hard for us sometimes to pick out our own strengths because of good old imposter syndrome. If you don't know what imposter syndrome is, firstly, congratulations, that's so amazing for you. Can't relate. But it's simply defined as doubting your abilities or feeling like a fraud. Which, who hasn't experienced that? Like, I think imposter syndrome is a universal experience, but how do we overcome it? I personally have experienced it so much. I think I used to get it a lot worse. I'll share some of my tips that I've gathered over the past couple years, but whether it's because you're young or you're in a field that you're maybe not super familiar with, like, there's so many reasons that we sometimes feel like we're not capable of doing things. So here we go diving into my imposter syndrome tips and tricks. This is something that my therapist actually taught me and she taught me to do this in a lot of different aspects in my life, but it is to collect evidence. And in this case, collect evidence that you're good at your job. Basically, you take note of when things turn out well, so you can use that as evidence next time you feel like things are going to turn out badly. For example, say you're really nervous about giving a presentation and you get yourself all worked up and then it goes really well. 
file that away. Write it down. Remember it. So next time you're inevitably freaking out about having to give a presentation, you have that evidence that you did it once and it went well and you can do it again. Same thing with your work performance. Take note of every compliment you get, what people say about working with you, little shout outs that you get, client testimonials, projects that you accomplish, goals that you reach, literally write it all down. So anytime you're feeling like a fraud or that you don't do a good job or that you're not deserving, you can go back and reference all that as evidence. This can also really help you self-advocate. There was a question about how to advocate for yourself, which can be so hard. But again, collecting evidence that you're performing well, that you're meeting deadlines, maybe even exceeding expectations, being able to see that proof in front of you can help you feel confident enough to advocate for yourself, to speak up, to ask for that raise or whatever else. This is something that I so often forget, so I want to remind you, you likely were not just handed something. Like, I always say how thankful I am for opportunities to be doing something at work without acknowledging the fact that I earned the spot to be there. People aren't just handing things to you for nothing. You earned it and you deserve it. So I mentioned asking for a raise, which is so common among young professionals or negotiating a salary in the first place. I feel like we're just not taught how to tackle these things. And I've come across so many great videos on this. Surprisingly, on TikTok, there's a lot of accounts on career and on corporate life and on money. And I've honestly found some of the best advice and tips on these topics on TikTok. One that really stood out to me that I'll share was about asking for a raise because I got that question and they worded it as, I know I deserve a raise, but I'm scared to ask. And I feel that. But you said it. You said you know you deserve it. So I'm going to go back to what I said before, write it all out. Write out why you deserve it. And the TikTok that I watched about this was specifically about not even approaching it as asking for a raise, but more of a compensation match. So many of us go above and beyond at our jobs. So again, take note of that. Write out everything you do and compare it to your job description. You've likely already made a great case right there that you're not being appropriately compensated for your work. And I think that's a great first step to take. These are the things I'm expected to do. And these are all the ways that I have gone above and beyond what I'm expected to do for the last X amount of months or years. So you would like to be compensated appropriately for that. Also, if there's anyone you can talk to about this that you trust at your job, ask to chat with them. Someone at my company recently got promoted and they've been with the company a long time, so I know they have experience with that. And so I asked them if they would meet with me just to get some advice on career development within our company, and they did, and it was so helpful. And as far as being scared to ask for the raise, which I also feel that, if you approach it in a prepared and respectful way, the worst that can happen is you get a no. And I have said it before, but not asking or not trying to do something is an automatic no. So you could not ask and know for sure that you won't be getting raised, or you could go for it, ask, and if it's a no, it's a no. But at least you know for sure that way. But it could also be a yes, so take the risk. And honestly, if it does turn out to be a no, that may still be a win. That might mean there's no room for you to grow with that company and it's time to move on. There's just so much that could come out of bringing it up that you'd be doing yourself a disservice to just shut that door on yourself. I think I've covered most of the questions that I got within all of that, but I did want to give 
one piece of advice from one young professional to the next. One giant piece of advice that I've learned is not to be afraid to fail or mess up because mistakes are how you learn and that shows that you're trying. Even though it is so incredibly uncomfortable and so unnatural to just dive into something, from my experience, companies and managers, they're not looking for someone to be perfect. They're looking for someone with a willingness to learn and someone who will show effort. So say yes to stuff and take that initiative to figure it out. Things can move really fast in jobs, especially in the corporate world, and you have to roll with it and you work with what you got, be flexible, and be ready to learn. And this used to make me so uncomfortable, but I get asked to do stuff at work all the time that I have no idea how to do, but you figure it out or you ask for help when you need it. You can even say, I'm not super knowledgeable in this area, but I'm more than happy to give it a shot. So you're addressing the fact that you're not a pro at this task while also showing that you're willing to take a risk and put in the effort to figure it out. Honestly, my whole career this far has been built off of this concept, I think. Like when I got my internship with the company that I'm at now, I literally didn't know what I was doing. Like I barely had any experience in the field at all. I mentioned how I didn't even realize that some of the work I'd previously done was instructional design experience. So I had no idea up from down. But I showed them that I was a fast learner and I just kept taking on tasks and saying yes and figuring it out. And that then turned into being put on bigger projects, which turned into a full-time job offer. And four years later, I have a little career that I'm really proud of. So as horrifically uncomfortable as it can be, I think it's much more beneficial to say yes to trying something and giving it your honest best shot and displaying that effort than to say no to doing something because you don't know how or you're worried it won't be perfect. Effort over perfection, 100%. And actually, whenever I got hired full-time at my company, I wasn't even doing instructional design. I was a little bit, but I primarily had a completely different role that I was so uncomfortable with and I had literally no idea what I was doing. And to be honest, I don't think I was super good at it. Like, it just wasn't within my skill set. But I stuck around and I tried so hard to figure it out. I would take all these trainings to try to learn what I should be doing and get better. And that effort showed. One of the leaders that I really look up to at my job could tell that I was so out of my element. And they said something that has always stuck with me. And that is, if you're uncomfortable, that means you're stretching yourself. And if you're stretching, then you're growing. And you know that I love a good motivational quote. So that one has always stuck with me. And I kept leaning into all the uncomfiness and I ended up getting the role I have now, which I really enjoy and I'm good at. And it's a lot more of what I want to be doing. So long story for me just to say, try new things, make mistakes, learn, and you'll grow. This was a bit of a shorter episode this week, but I hope it was packed full of some good words of wisdom, some pieces of advice. I hope I answered all of your questions and if this spurred any other job, career, corporate type questions feel free to send them my way. You can find me on Instagram at goodhumanpod or on my personal Instagram at abby underscore wellner. Can I tell you guys a quick secret? I find my last name unreasonably hard to pronounce. It's something with the L and N combo, the um right next to each other. It just doesn't ever roll off my tongue properly and I really have this weird thing about pronouncing my last name. So that's a little fun fact about me. Wellner. Wellner. I feel like sometimes it, it rolls off the tongue as like Walner. 
Wellner. I have to really be doing my radio voice to pronounce it correctly. Are you ready for this? <laughs> it's not even a radio voice. It's like a, a Siri voice. Wellner. <laughs> and on that note, it's time for me to sign off. Thank you so much for tuning in. It really means the whole entire world to me. I mean, you guys send me messages on Instagram. It also means the whole entire world to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep an eye out next week for another episode. I have a January chit chat. Gonna share some of my monthly favorites, things I've been up to, things I've been thinking about. And I actually might start doing weekly episodes. Instead of doing every other Tuesday and having to throw in like a random day for these monthly chit chats, I might as well just make it four episodes a month and talk to you guys every Tuesday. So with that being said, I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Love you so much. See ya.